evening with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And Heather uh, and um, her crowd are camping, taking a few days of rest, which uh, they deserve it. Uh, they worked hard to pull this off this week and couldn't have done it without all the volunteers uh, that we had. And I know if I start calling names, I'm going to leave somebody out. So, <clears throat> I'm really not going to call any names except uh, Carol Cater is going to get all these uh, picture taken of all these shots this week. So, I wanted to just share with you something that Heather uh, wanted me to share with you. Uh, our church family uh, are the biggest of all of what took place this week. I can't begin to tell you how honored I feel to be a part of a church family that will come together the way our church did to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and glorify God in such a fun way through Bible school. I don't have a count this morning of um, how many adults, how many children accepted Christ this week, uh, but it was a, a quite a few, and so we will be hearing about that uh, later. She said, I'm also thankful for the time I have been given to spend with my family these few days uh, out camping, but I definitely am going to miss everyone, especially my children this morning. Um, and she says, Carol Cater did an awesome a job taking pictures and putting together a slideshow from, from BBS. Um, the pictures will provide truth in itself of the events that have happened from this week and everyone smiling faces and hard work poured into everything, even all the rotation uh, that took place and thank you everyone who volunteered tremendously for their hard work and the amount of time they devoted to BBS. Our church could not have pulled off such an amazing program if it weren't for everyone coming together the way we did, providing and giving up your time and your talents. Our church is an exceptionally excellent example of unity that this world needs to see the love of Jesus shared through everyone who participated this week. I know we exceeded the expectations of Kay, as you saw in the picture, and you saw last Sunday all the background uh, that was there displaying her creation uh, of the North Castle. She will forever be missed, but never forgotten. Above all else, the glory goes to God that He has blessed us with a devoted body of church. Uh, at WFPC, and I know He will continue to bless us as long as we keep His commandments and glorify Him in all uh, that we do. So uh, they will be back next week, and so just remember them in prayer. Much needed time to get away and to rest, uh, as well as we still have a good many people who are out of vacation. And uh, I say go for it. Uh, next Sunday. Brother Jerry Durham will be here preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. Now don't lay out, please. Uh, we will be with our youth somewhere. I don't know what time, but we probably should be already in Houston by this time uh, next week. And uh, I understand this. What awaits us is hanging, finishing, sanding, and painting sheetrock. I can't wait. <laughs> It'll be one more dust bowl, probably. 
but we're excited and so thankful that the youth included uh, Lynn and I to go this time uh, on their trip. And so you be in prayer, uh, much prayer uh, about that. I know that some of you have announcements. If you would, please come on and uh, let's do these announcements and uh, then we will continue. several things. I'll try to be as brief as I can, but uh, some of you may have noticed we have some grading that's went on over here next to where the parsonage used to be. We've got some asphalt that's been, it's uh, chewed up asphalt that's been put in place. Uh, just ask you, if you would, not to park there yet until uh, so we get it, everything finalized. And uh, we'll certainly keep you abreast of how that's going and once, once that's available for us to park. So I uh, just want to remind you of that. That's something that's ongoing. The other thing is uh, we're, the deacons are going to call for a, a church conference next Sunday night after the service. We've got a, a couple of things uh, that we need to present to you. Uh, the first one, um, as many of you may know, our playground area at present does not have a playground. Uh, so we uh, we've gotten a proposal uh, to put a playground out there. Brandy, do you have that uh, visual put up? Um, now our, our playgrounds that we've bought in the past don't last. The weather and the use just just won't last. And uh, we we obtained a proposal uh, to to get that commercial type playground. And this is something that's going to last us. We're not, once we get that in place, we're not going to have to worry about a playground for a while. The proposal includes putting a base of black rubber mulch down for the kids too. So we don't have to worry about trying to put that uh, uh, ground up, uh, uh, wood mulch in there and getting splinters and those kinds of things. Okay? So, uh, the, the proposal from the company to do that, but, and listen, every everybody knows things just keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. This is something that's been worked on since before the pandemic, and we're just trying to catch up with things right now. Okay, so uh, our finance committee took some monies that was left over from when we paid off our expansion and split that among some areas that, that needed attention. One of them was our sign that's, that's ongoing now. But they allocated $14,000 to set aside for that playground. And we've had some giving. We've had an anonymous donation. The proposal, though, comes in at $51,535. And of that, we've got about $33,000. Okay? So we're, we're, we're well on our way. But if the church votes to proceed with this, uh, my wonderful bride has uh, agreed to create a giving wall. Some of you may remember the giving wall. For those of you who don't, it's basically a three-sided acrylic board, vertical board that will be out here. It'll have envelopes on it with various amounts of money. And what we would ask you to do is, first of all, pray about it. Seek the Lord's will and what he would have you to give. Okay? 
And then come, come get an envelope, get two envelopes, get five envelopes. Put whatever amount the Lord has laid in your heart in that, and let's, uh, let's, let's get this taken care of. We're looking at some other fundraising opportunities. We may look at getting those little dime quarter books that the banks used to put out and give our children an opportunity to give through that. Okay? But first things first. We need, we need your approval to go follow this. Okay, so be prepared to come next Sunday night. It's an important decision, and we want your, we, we want your input. There will be time for a Q&A before the vote. Okay, so just be mindful of that. The second item we would like to present to the church, um, our finance committee has just done an outstanding job of guiding us through the, the payoff of our, our expansion and guiding us through the, the pandemic era when, when we couldn't come to church, but thankfully you faithful church members continue to give, Amen. and they have they have been conscientious with the Lord's money. But we have this sign that's going on, the possible playground, and we have some other things going on. The deacons are going to ask the church to vote on a, a one-time exception to allow our finance committee to stay intact because our church year is coming up in September and bylaws state that they should roll off. We're going to ask you to approve one-time exceptions to allow them to stay on for one additional year to help guide us through the things that are already in place and ongoing. So there's not a, a changeover in having to start over, if you will. Okay? So uh, those are the two things that, that the deacons will be presenting. The last thing, uh, relative to the, the uh, call church conference, is we're going to ask any standing committees to be prepared to present to the church whatever ministries they got going on, whatever they want to get started, sort of get us up to date as a post-pandemic status, if you will. Uh, we haven't, we haven't had a, conference, a church conference since before the pandemic started, so. Uh, It'd be a good opportunity for everyone to get brought up today to where, where we are. Okay? All right. Thanks for your I will be very brief. I just want to put some ideas in your head. Um, I believe that God blesses this church because of missions. I firmly believe that. And uh, Jimmy Box from Ebenezer Baptist Church called this week and was asking us about doing some boxes for Romania. Jimmy, stepped, Jimmy and his church stepped up when Ernest was here, and remember we needed $25,000? Well, our church raised $13,000 maybe. Well, their church matched with $12,000, and we were able to send $25,000 to Ernest. So he called, and he goes to Romania at Christmas every year, and uh, they do boxes, like the Samaritan shoe boxes, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Samaritan shoe boxes. But he asked us if we would be willing to do some boxes, and I would love, my dream would be for us to do a whole village in Romania. And they will send us the names of the children, their age, whether they're male or female, and the needs for the boxes. And it'll cost us $6 a box to send them. He will supply the boxes and what we need to put in them. But I need to know kind of how many boxes. So we have sheets out here. We have sheets back here. If you would just sign it and put the number of boxes you'd be willing to do, if you'll do one, that would be wonderful. And that way we can bless some children 
Samaritan shoeboxes, and it broke my heart because our church basically did uh, bags because Miss Dottie made bags for us, and we filled them up with things they had, and they, they got a Samaritan shoebox. But if you, I talked to Melanie, I didn't want to move in on her, but she said that they would still do Samaritan shoeboxes because I know I still do shoeboxes for my grandchildren, so you can still do that. But think about if you would like to do a, a box and you can put a letter in there, you will have a picture, I understand, of the child, uh, so you'll know who it would go to. So think about this, and if you'd like to do it, let's bless a village in Romania. Thank you. Good job, Lynn and Amy. Uh, I wanted to say something about finances, and some of you may be thinking right now, are we going to get out today? <laughs> <laughs> we will get out. And you'll notice there's no service here tonight, so you got all afternoon to rest, okay? And uh, you don't have to make an excuse that you're not coming tonight. But I want to just say to you, when Lynn and I were called to this church, you owe over $800,000 on the family life center. You come to bat. And I think it was like three years after we were here that debt was gone. Then the need arose that we expand our auditorium. Over a million dollars. I think it was Easter past five years. Debt's gone. So don't let 51,000 scare you. I mean, uh, our oldest son all the time said, Daddy, it's this money. <laughs> He's the same one that said, Well, can't you just write a check? <laughs> <laughs> so, God has truly blessed us here. I don't know if you noticed in the bulletin about our giving, but you need to look at that. We're way beyond what our budget calls for. But don't quit giving. Jerry Clapper said, God loves a hilarious giver. Just laugh and pour it in and watch what God will do. I want a place for our children that they can come together and safely play. Don't you? Amen. Amen. And that only way it's going to happen is just do it. You know, the greatest gift that your church, our church, you, could have given Lane and I is when we were getting ready to leave here uh, to spend a month in Africa that Deborah stood up that morning prior to our leaving and said, Church, I want, to know, I want you to know something this morning. We were out of debt. What a send-off. If God did it then, and God did it for the children of Israel, by the way, He can do it for the best. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's make it happen, Captain. You think so? I think so. And I appreciate you, church. I appreciate you allowing Lynn and me to serve in this great church. For those of you who are guests today, thank you so much for coming. Hopefully in front of you, you'll see a little car. It's called a care car. Christians actively reaching everyone. I'd love for you to take that card and put 
put your name and phone number on there. Anything that you'd like for me as a pastor to know, uh, if you want to visit, you want prayer, uh, you want a phone call, uh, whatever, write it on there. And we'll take those up at the end of the service. I have a card that says thank you. It's a perfect time to thank you for the nice things that you do. And a perfect time to let you know you're thought of the world over. Westminster First Baptist Church, thank you all for your prayers, your cards, and a special thank you for the food and the flowers. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And this is from Miss Betty Cobb in the passing of Mr. Curtis. So thank you, church, for the way you reached out to Miss Betty in those, in those times. And pray to God, Miss Betty is here today. Many of you ladies are where she is now. So make sure you speak to her. Give her some encouraging words. Because it'll never be the same, as you know. God bless you. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for all the good things that's going on here. Thank you, Father, that you are allowing us to do the things that we're doing. Not only within the walls of this building, but outside in the community, <coughs> in our county, in our state, and as we go to Houston next week, God let us share your word as it's never been shared before. That people might be saved. Thank you for allowing us to minister overseas. God, you are truly a living God. And for that I'm grateful. And Lord, I'm grateful for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. Blessing this service now. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You come. From sinking sand, he lifted me with tender hand. He lifted me from shades of night to plains of light. Oh, praise his name. He lifted me. Amen. We can sing about that, can't we? With a smile on our face. Let's do that. Stand
presence, we thank you for bringing us to this point in the service when we have an opportunity to give back to you a portion of that which you so graciously given us. We not only ask Lord that you bless the giver, but we ask that you bless the giver. May it be used in accordance with your will. For in Christ's name we
and coming to the altar. Many of you who used to come, uh, you haven't been coming. So I want to encourage you at this time to come to the altar for prayer. Uh, and I'll join you there as soon as we share um, these prayer requests. And Brother Dean uh, will be leading us.
county, our city, all of our officials, all these entities, God. We ask that you would give them wisdom to discern your will and what you would have this country to do. Our country is in turmoil, God, and you know that. But you're in control, God. You're bigger than all that's happening. God, our law enforcement is being persecuted every day. Without law and order, God, we have chaos and anarchy. God, I pray for all the officers that are in law enforcement that you would protect them, God. They have a tough, tough job. Can't imagine having to go out and face what they have to face. We're so thankful for them, God, just protecting them. And God, our military all over the world, we ask God that you would protect them. We thank you so much for them, God, they keep us safe. Within and without. And God, all of our medical personnel in this country that have worked so hard from the time the pandemic started even to now. God, we just thank you for them, God. Just bless them. Keep them safe. All of our public officials, God, our utilities people, all the people that work to keep us with water and power and all the things that we enjoy as Americans. God, forgive us for our many sins. Cleanse our hearts, God, so that we may be receptive to the message that Kenny brings today.
I've had a lot of emotions over this past year and a half. And now they're bubbling to the surface. We are in a battle with the devil. Always have been. But it seems to be worse now than I've ever seen in my lifetime. The devil has seen, he's seen cracks church. He's seen cracks in our administration. He's seen cracks in our families. He does not want us to worship God. He does not want us to be proud of this nation of America. We were founded on Judeo-Christian values. And the devil doesn't like Song I'm going to sing this morning, God bless the USA. It's God bless America in Tulsa. Just a little communication problem. But they're basically the same. But USA stands for United States of America. We're not as united as we need to be. And it begins right here in this church. It begins with me. It begins, if I've got sin, like Kenny's always preached, I is in the middle. If I confess my sin, he says he will forgive me. If you confess your sin, he will forgive you. And our country, if we confess our sins, he will forgive those. But our law and order is under attack. Our souls are in the spirit realm. But what we do on this mortal earth, if you commit a crime, God will forgive you if you ask for forgiveness, but you have to suffer the consequences. We have to have law and order, or we have chaos and anarchy. And united means that we need to be proud of this country that we live in. We're not perfect, but it's the best country in the world. I've heard reporters interview college students. What do you think about the American flag? They say, I'm ashamed of it. Well, I'm appalled at that. And then the next question she asks these college students, what country would you like to live in? They can't give you an answer. If we're such a terrible country and they're ashamed of our flag, why are all the people in the world wanting to come into this country? Why is Cuba rebelling against their own country and they're flying American flag? And then the people are ashamed of the American flag here in this country? It ain't right. Usually I sing this song on the 4th of July. But it seems like once we celebrate the 4th of July, then we forget about our allegiance to our country until the 4th of July next year or Veterans Day. Every day of the year we should think about how proud we are to be Americans and have the freedom 
to worship God. I would not have probably known God had I not been brought up in this country. Because my family brought me to church where we had the freedom to worship God. My family probably never known God either had been for this church in this country. God ordained this country. And if we don't do something about it, I don't know if he's going to keep blessing. Like you preached a couple of Sundays ago, God bless America if he can. Well, I'm proud to be an American. I'm not ashamed to be an American. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. That flag right over there stands for freedom. If you don't like this country, there's trains and planes and automobiles, leaves every day. That's right. Yeah. Get a drink of water. Get dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be happy with what I got in mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just lemon juice. I prayed about this for over a week. <clears throat> if we don't stand up, our country's going to fall in. We're our own worst enemy. We've got to speak up. we got to pray. We've got to have faith in God that he'll straighten us out. This is his plan. It doesn't seem like it, but this is his plan. If anything, the veil has been pulled back. Now we know where the enemies are. Don't like to talk about politics in church, but it was our Sunday lesson. One was about politics. If you didn't vote, you don't have a right to say anything. As citizens of the United States, everybody needs to vote. I'm not telling you how to vote, but you need to vote. There's some things that are going on in our school system, I don't know if they're here local, that I don't approve of at all. I don't know if they still have PTA meetings in school. Somebody might be able to tell me if they do or not. But I may be attending some this year, and there may be a few words said. I am very disgusted in this country right now and the way it's being handled. And if you're not, there's something wrong with you. If you're not proud to be an American, I don't know what you're proud to be. We're not perfect people, but nobody is. Jesus Christ is the only perfect one. Now, Aaron Tippin, he recorded a song in 1991. A lot of don't even remember Aaron Tippin. But the song was, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I stand for God. I stand for country. I stand for that flag. And if you don't, go somewhere else. That's right. Yeah. 
It's hard to come up here and sing and look out in a congregation because you get feedback on how you sing from the faces of the people you see and the emotions. So I took my glasses off. I can't see too much. <laughs> <laughs> If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. And thank my lucky stars to be living here today, cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. 
Not for himself, but for me. If you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 4. Paul, the writer here, on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, wrote this down
Bible school. The very first week that I was pastor at Earl's Grove Baptist Church, the very first week, they had vacation Bible school. <laughs> and they said, we want you to teach the adult class. I could have said, oh, I can't do it. I won't do it. But I did do it. I don't know of a year that's passed except the year we didn't have my Bible school that I have not taught up an adult class. In this past time, the most we had in that adult class was 16. You know, we had, we had a great time. I mean, people participated and, and was there to, to help me. I can, I will. That's what Paul said. He, he, he made it uh, very apparent. He, it requires us to be positive. If you say, I can't, you rob yourself of the blessings God has for you. I'll do anything. I ain't going to serve with no dick, and I can tell you that right now. I ain't going to do it. I've even heard this. No, I won't serve again. Where do you get those answers from? Is it God? said? don't you try to do it. No, it's the devil. You can take it any way you want to this morning. It is Satan that puts it in your mind and your heart and mine. I can't, I won't, and I don't care. It's leaving me alone. I just want to come and sit and listen and go home. I can't. I won't. But Paul says, if you want to be a confident Christian, it requires us to be positive. Secondly, you want to be a confident Christian? It requires us to perform. You can't just go around and just do nothing. Listen, uh, that second part of that verse says, do all things. Land, and I know you don't tell her, tell her every Sunday, I don't know. And that's all right. But she started going to Friendship Baptist Church when she was a tiny little girl. And she tells it like this. She says, you know what? I did everything in the church except serve as a deacon. And she said, they didn't ask me. <laughs> I did everything. And she did. She had that through on this point. If I wanted to see her on Sunday or Wednesday, I had to go to church. Amen. <laughs> because she was there saying, I can do all things. And the Holy Spirit through her is probably what drew me to accept God's call to preach His Word. It requires us to be positive. It requires us to perform. Some Christians are just lax. And some are lazy. You don't want a position because it requires steady time. It requires time that I really don't have. 
me, y'all, okay? I love to preach, but it is a job to find out what to preach. It's a job. It's a requirement that a man of God be found faithful to his word. And I read, Lord, if you just give it to me, I'll carry it to it. I don't write the word, I just try to deliver the word. I don't I don't like the mail as the post uh, as the mail carrier said, I don't like the mail, I just deliver it. It requires us to perform. Do something for God. And I praise God for that 60-something adults who were in vacation Bible school doing because they said, I can. I can. And they did. As you saw, what a precious presentation of love for people. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Listen, we don't gain confidence just by entering the doors. We gain confidence by trusting the Lord Jesus, being positive, and performing wherever God puts us. You've heard it before. I'll say it again quickly. I did not want this church. I was happy doing what I was doing. But God had a better idea. I said, God, I'll take it if you give me 95% secret ballot. That don't happen in a Baptist church. You know that. But on that given Sunday, God just says, you think 95% watch this. I could have said, I still don't want it. But I made God a promise. If you do this, I'll do that. If, God, you put me in a position, I will perform. I will do, I can do all things. You want to be a confident Christian? You've got to be positive. You've got to be willing to perform. Thirdly, there in your little outline, it requires us to rely on the person Jesus Christ. Amen. Lost of God, I cannot do this just, just, just to get up here and stand before you and share a scripture, a few thoughts. I cannot literally do this. Okay, It's not in my nature to do this. But it's a calling that God extended to me in 1976. And listen, I can take you to the spot. I haven't forgot what I promised God. Amen. And I'll keep on. Till he says, enough is enough. One day, I'll lay it down. Our youngest son says, Daddy, whenever you quit, or whenever you pass on, I want all your lives. I better be careful what I write, what I underline, what I highlight. You can tell by looking at a person's Bible if they study it or not. You can tell they just pick it up, read it, and shut it, and go on or have to wipe the dust off. But a person that highlights and underlines and, and writes up the sides and out the sides and, and turns columns of pages down, you can tell 
They used the Word of God. Listen, they're, they're not, not because I'm a preacher, not because I'm a pastor. Listen, I was faithful to God in His house before God called me to preach. And when I say faithful, listen, I'm talking Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I go all the way back before it was called training union. What was it called, Dean? Preaching you? Well, I call that. Yeah. And I'm thankful. My life has been touched by a many of adults. A many of adults. I never will forget Mr. Wayman. He says, I've watched your life. Wouldn't it be great if God called you to preach in my mind? I'm thinking, oh, I hope he don't. <laughs> I hope he don't. Gene Burdett was my pastor when I surrendered to preach. Prior to that, he took me with him on home visits. He took me with him at hospital visits. He took me in his study. He took me on trips. He groomed me. And I didn't even realize what he was doing. He's still living. He's 95 years old. He's in Martha Frank's retirement center. He took his time with his plain old country backwoods <clears throat> and was simply saying by his actions, I love you. God's got a spot for you somewhere. I'm classified is one of his preacher boys. I think I'm ready for the third point. I'm going to get lost. Hello? Come on! <laughs> what? You got it real loud. Real loud. Thank you very much. I'm going to tell you about that confident Christian. He will step out in faith and hate. That's what I did. That's what Lynn and I did. And, and last Sunday, let me tell you, I don't have words to describe how it felt to go back home, to stand in the place, to stand at the altar where Lynn and I got married, to stand at an altar where I was ordained to preach, and in the standing at pulpit, where I was asked to be interim pastor of my own church, I'd done it for seven months. I worked in those days, believe it or not. I worked five days a week, and I would try to visit one day a week and study and preach. By the time we called the pastor, I was working two days a week. The rest of it, I was visiting, studying, preparing, preparation. <clears throat> Wondering, what did, am I doing? But God knew all the time what I was doing. I didn't. I just knew that I was on the right trail, okay? It's important, y'all. 
You want to be a confident Christian? It's important to know that you're on the right trail. That you're following the right person. Let me give you a last point. You want to be a confident Christian? It requires us to be positive. It requires us to perform. It requires us to rely on the person Jesus Christ. But fourthly, listen, it requires us to depend on the mighty power of God. Look what he says. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. No, I don't have the I don't have the spiritual ability. I don't have the physical ability to do what I do other than God giving it to me. One of my black pastor friends one time says to me, he said, Kenny, I don't want to say, well, you do all you do and go like you go. I teased him. I said, I tell you what I do, Lester. I and he said, what's that? I said, I take a hot rod peel every morning. <laughs> said, I'd love to have a bottle of <laughs> No, there is no such thing. <laughs> they might be bumpy as hell, you know. I'll do that sermon sometime. It's called Peels for Life. Well, you know, depending on God is an important thing. I cannot be successful in anything I do
You've got to have faith in what he's wanting to do in your life to move forward. You've got to be interested in other people. You've got to put forth effort if you want it to happen. Listen, and you've got to nurture God's word. You've got to love it. Use it. He tells us to use it. And last of all, you, you've got to be trusting. You know, you can't, you can't lead people anywhere if they don't trust you. They got to trust you. And you know, it, it's amazing the little children. Well, you got those too, but it's amazing these little children. When they see me, you know, here they come with their arms stretched They want to love me. They want me to say I love you. They want me to call their name. God has truly blessed us here. The babies, the children, the young people, middle-aged people, old age, that's me. He blessed us. I want to be a confident Christian, and I hope you do. I've given you the formula of how. I challenge you to take it and try it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Thank you for your love and your grace, your mercy, for your word. Lord, I know I've rambled this morning. God, I pray that you take your word, not mine, and use it for your glory and for your honor, because without the word, I have no guidance. I have nothing to say. Without your spirit, I have nothing to guide. Lord, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you're my heavenly father. I thank you, Jesus, that you're my brother that died on the cross for my sin. And I thank you, Jesus, that I'm, I'm your bride. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for living within. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know how God might have spoken to you this morning. Whatever way he's spoken to you, what do you love? You know, you may have been saved and you want to join our church? You're welcome to come. Maybe you just want to come to the altar and pray. The altar's open. I'll say it this way. Whatever reason that you feel like you want to come, you may. I invite you. I encourage you to come. Susan comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation. What is that? Susan? I need thee every hour. I need thee every hour. Every minute, every second, would you stand, please?
go ahead and pass it to the closest aisle and uh, uh, usher me in. Uh, go ahead and pick these up. Where are the usher boys? Yeah, there we go. Make sure I get those. I promise you every morning, if it's not Lynn holding those cards and reading them, it's me. Uh, but we do our part. We do our best to do them every morning. If you put on that break for this person, I promise you they get the break off, okay? Uh, that's our responsibility. And I want to be a confident Christian because I am confident that God hears our prayers. Amen? And he'll answer according to his will, not mine. He'll answer according to his time and not mine. I'm going to say this, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to say it. I don't know who the couple was right there, but I've never seen them before. Maybe you know them. Uh, I don't know why they left because they had to be somewhere. But just pray that the Spirit of God will fit them and not the Spirit of the dead. Okay? And you may know them. I hope you do. I, I hope that something wasn't said that, you know, they totally disagreed. But who knows? Brother King. Yes, sir. He had to leave go class. Go what? He had to go leave go teach class sometime this afternoon. Okay, good. Thank you, sir.
us as long as we pay attention to your word and do the things that you would ask us to do. Dear Lord, I just ask that you would keep us safe as we go to our homes, our respective places, and bring us back at our next appointed time. For all those things I ask in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. 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 amen.